systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. There's nothing uh, more entertaining for myself, at least, when I sit in a... I don't know. What's that called? Is that our living room? Great room. The family room. Whatever that room is, I sit in there when AJ's working uh, from home, right? And I can hear her. And I often don't know if she's frustrated at uh, either A, work, um, B, the cat, or sometimes a combination of both. And I feel like today it was a combination of both. No, it's just the cat. Just the cat. Okay. such an asshole today. I also heard you uh, quickly get on the phone and... Yeah. Oh no! I was just calling my um, oh. my producer for an opinion on something. Gotcha. Work is fine. Cat's Doing an all asshole. Your fancy news stuff with a yeah, raucous cat with you. So huh? fancy. He's just such a jerk. Like if you are not directly giving him attention, he will destroy something yeah. in this room. You're the one that brought him home, yo. Listen, he was living <laughs> on Dort Highway. Okay, someone would have ma- made him a real nice life in Burton. <laughs> Instead, you're like, nope. Bringing him with. Oh my gosh! I said, I said Such that a sweetheart most of the time, but what a dick the rest of the time. I said that the other day when I was uh, something with him, and I was like, "You ever think he's like, man? Look at me! Look at me now, sitting here in the Sonoran Desert, staring at lizards." <laughs> While my mom picks up my hairballs yeah. from my it's like from all, my fancy catio. No, what it's it's like it's like all these uh, TikToks going around where it's uh, these dogs who were adopted, and then it's all about the dog being adopted into a childless millennial couple that basically then spoils this dog. And it's like yeah, American it's my sister dream. and my brother-in-law. Oh, fuck yeah. Right? I don't blame them. I mean, kids are expensive as shit, and this world is too expensive in general already. True story. I don't blame people for uh, having pets and no kids at all. Do you? Do you. You do you. Do your no. thing. Well, welcome to this 136th episode of the Pat and AJ podcast. I do want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for all the feedback, too. I knew it. You bring up fucking Disney. Told you. Holy balls. People come out of the woodwork like, I got to tell you how to do it. I mean, I appreciate all the advice because I am totally clueless as to Disneyland in general. Mm-hmm. I've been to Disney World three times. Never even been well, close I mean, to as, as we've discussed before, yeah. right? We are Midwestern uh, by nature. And when you go, when you say Disney in the Midwest, that means Disney World. That's Florida. You go straight south. You rarely people go to Disneyland instead. So, uh, but for, we can drive. I'm so excited that we can drive. That's just beyond me. For everyone who uh, reached out, thank you very much. Got the tickets, by the way. Official, sure did. Tickets are. I have them. In fact, after this, I'm probably going to end up doing all that reserving and stuff. So yeah, nice it was funny last night, like. We were laying in bed, and we both started talking about kind of how excited we are to go to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just haven't, I mean, you know, not to say we haven't done much, right? Like, a lot's been going on in our lives. But I don't think we've done, like, a like a pleasure vacation. No, it's been a couple of years. For a while, as a family. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be nice. I'm excited. I'm, I, I'm very happy that we're all on the same page that the Haunted Mansion needs to be the first ride. Yeah, fuck yeah. Got it, yeah. Possibly multiple times that day. Okay, Who slow knows? down. <laughs> slow down here. I know. 
But still, now I'm very excited. It's it's very cool. Hey, what's a dumb TV show you watch when you need comfort? I feel like I watch stupid cooking shows. Um, I see. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, it's my comfort show. I watch The Office pretty much anytime Ooh. I need a comfort show. You which do is, like, and I I watch it almost daily. Not as much recently, but like when we worked on the radio, you know, we'd get off work at. 10 a.m. and we were working from home like there were no bullshit meetings after the show there was yeah. you know it's not like you had to hang out to be seen it was like hey we're done with the show go eat lunch and whatever and that's and I always would watch the office and I felt like I was at work with my friends at the office yeah I you know realized because I I have like you know comedies right too in my repertoire the Seinfelds of the world and it's always sunny and you know uh, Reno nine one one, but I realized that I um, I think when I get like a little stressed out and I really want like just some escape time. Yeah, check out, check out, right? And 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 by check out, I mean actually be engaged with with what's on the screen, but I don't want it to be of any kind of consequence. Yeah, nor do I want it, I guess, to be you know maybe over the top trying to make me laugh. I do fucking cooking shows. You do. I love the if there's a stupid. Fucking cooking show times 10 if it involves barbecue. Yeah, he's been watching barbecue shows a lot lately. And the funniest part is, like, he used to watch them. Gosh, it was over a decade ago. It was when we worked in lacrosse. You're talking about, uh, like, barbecue pitmasters? Pitmaster! Yes! Yes! Which, by the way, was only good for a couple seasons because then it became, like, a real cheesy, traditional, like, reality show. Remember that? They ruined, they ruined it. it. But, no, we yeah, watched it for right. a couple of seasons. Because then... like, they were following them, these yeah. actual competitions. And then they, they changed the format of the show yeah, and we're so like, wow, this blows. They we're got a done. big sponsor. Remember, it was Kingsford? Yes. Everything was fucking Kingsford. But the funniest part is that Pat is watching. He just started watching these barbecue shows. And, like, you've watched cooking shows the entire time I we've do. been together. He's a great, Pat's a really good cook. Thanks. Let's give him that. Um, but he's watching this barbecue show the other day, and I hear this voice, and I'm like, shit, that sounds familiar. I turn around. It's one of the chicks oh, yeah. from Pitmasters 10 years ago. And I said, hang on. Is this all she does is barbecue reality shows? Like, you wow. would think by now maybe she has, like, elevated a little bit, but no, she's still doing reality shows. I'm watching other ones. And she wins, too. I'm watching other ones, though, too. I like watching uh, Rat in the Kitchen. That's a yes. good one. Rat in the Kitchen. I finally guessed the rat for the first time last it, it night. It seems so complicated. It's super complicated. No, no, like, no. Unnecessarily it's complicated. It is. And like, I like Rat in the Kitchen. Now, Rat in the Kitchen, this show, it's on TBS. And it's um, got some French chef that no one's ever heard of, but he's French and he's cool. He is, but you really, really can't understand him. And then you really can't. The host is uh, Natasha Legero. Who Pat has a crush on. Who's super hot. So it's a win-win where it's a cooking show. And, and Natasha Legero is like hilarious. So it's everything rolled up in one for me. But I've been watching Rat in the Kitchen. Now this show is the fucking craziest concept that I'm still loosely, I still don't quite know how they got it like actually approved. Yeah, I don't get it. So it's a cooking competition. And there's three rounds. And every round, you uh, make a dish. And if the dish passes the French chef's standard, uh, you have money in the team bank, right? And then the point is, at the end of three rounds, you earn all this money in the team. You make money. A million other game shows out there. Except the wild card is 
there's someone amongst the contestants, and there's like, what, I don't know, six, seven contestants. One of them are trying to sabotage every single dish. So here's my question about Go that, ahead. then, because I don't watch the show. And yeah. I, I'm Go not, ahead. Like, the math like, is wacky. on The math is fucking weird. I don't mean this with any offense. I have no plans on watching <laughs> no, it. No, go ahead. I love watching. Like I said, I have a yeah. million of these shows I'm watching Because right I now. hear you watching it, and I'm trying to understand the show, even <laughs> though I have no, no desire to watch it at all, at all, which is actually impressive that I've listened to it this many times now, and I still don't want to watch it. Yeah. Usually, it, it ropes me in. So, the rat... Is the rat a chef? Yes, the rat's one of the people who were okay. like like everyone is there. All right, so it starts off. Because I feel like it would be too obvious if you had a group of like professional chefs and then some doofus walks in like me, like I'm a chef. Well, it yeah, would be no. so obvious that I'm the rat because I'm not a but chef. But people do have different backgrounds, and okay. so that's the other thing is that people are wondering if are are people bullshitting about their background? Like someone comes in and says, "Hey, I'm a private chef," and then they go to make their first dish and they really can't do it. Yeah. So um, it's 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 this weird, you know, kind of mystery who done it because then the in in theory, if the rat in the kitchen is able to sabotage a dish, right? So let's just say instead of putting in a bunch of salt, they put in a bunch of sugar. Now something tastes terrible. The theory is when they present this dish to this French chef that no one knows, uh, he then goes, "No, your your dish fails." He gives it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Now if it fails. Uh, money goes into this rat's uh, bank. Basically, the rat earns money with every if they failed ruin the dish. dish. Yeah, okay. Which, okay, you're probably playing along at home saying, all right, Pat, this sounds somewhat, you know, like I'm playing along. No problem. The weird part is the whole time the other chefs are trying to figure out who the rat is. Because at the end of the fucking show, they all have to vote on who they believe the rat is. Okay, fine. Survivor voting, except they all have to, in a majority, vote for the correct person who is the rat. And unless they do that, the rat walks away with all the money. Are you paying attention? My brain hurts. Right? This is why I'm not watching like, this it's show. It's such a fucking cute concept. It's such a cute concept of like one dude is walking around. This reality show is everyone's hustling, really fucking everyone up. But this also goes but to the prove. whole voting thing. And it's just the, the ending. I feel like they, they had a great concept and they had no idea how to bring it to a close. So It's it's overthought. Isn't it, though? It's, to it's, death. it's very much like we've run out of ideas. Yeah. Because you can't just have a rat in the kitchen. Then how does this show resolve? Exactly. Itself? Because then what happens at the end? Someone just says, I'm the rat. And we go, ooh. ooh but now, like you got to have so, a cash prize. So I get that. Here's where I think the weirdest part is. Where I don't think they, they thought this out. The whole bank is $50,000. Okay. And this is where my mind goes. I think there's like six contestants. So theoretically, if they win every challenge and they have fifty grand. Is it split? It's split between oh, nine people. Fuck that. So That's nothing. So one thing, I feel like it's not a big payoff. So here's the second thing, though. The rat, though, in the occasions where the rat is won, and the way these rules have worked out, the rat wins almost every single course, fucking time. yeah. The rat, as a singular person, walks away with the entire bank that they siphoned away. So let's say that the team... Lost $23,000 to the rat. Okay. 
and then they have 27,000 left that they're fighting for collectively to split between nine of them. Okay. So when this rat fucking wins, I feel like everyone's really pissed off, but it's such a lighthearted show that they have to kind of be like, oh, shots, man. Oh, that, oh, I knew it. I think they're fucking pissed off because someone who sabotaged everyone walks away with a a bigger amount of money that they were going to walk away with, win, lose, or draw. It sounds kind of stupid. It's fucking crazy. It sounds stupid. Like I said, I feel like it's a I don't, great... I don't feel like I'd walk away satisfied either way. It, no, I don't. Other than the fact that, like, you know, you just... I like at the end, at the end of the episode, when they tell you who the rat is, right? They say, okay, rat, what did you do? And then that's when they do the quick highlight reel. And, of course, it's About a, what they did to everybody's yeah. dish. And then you see them all throughout the way. And sometimes it's not real. Like, you think the obvious is like, okay, replace sugar with yeah. salt. But other things are just like, I kept turning off the oven. So this dish never cooked all the way. Or I kept, you know, turning off the burner when you were making something. Yeah. Little things like that. Mm. It's a cool show. Regardless. I just realized, I feel like we all have kind of things that we Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Comfort shows, yeah. Comfort shows that you watch. What are yours? I got a buddy right See, now. Now, hang on. My problem, though, is that, like, for me, a comfort show is a show I've seen a million times that I can just kind of kind of glaze over. For you, your comfort show is something you've never seen before. That And that show sounds way... Oh, it's crazy. That I just... That's too much thinking. Don't, don't get me wrong. I much more right now kind of enjoy the... Bobby Flay barbecue beatdown or whatever the fuck it is that I'm watching. Um, I'll tell you the reason why I like them to be something I haven't seen before. Okay. Because I feel like if I'm trying to do it for self-care, if I'm trying to watch these comfort shows for that, for comfort, right? Maybe the world's a little bit too much. Maybe I'm stressed out because I'm you working. Think? Maybe things are happening. Whatever it is. If I know the show too well, my mind can wander, wander. Yeah, I get it. as I'm watching it. So if I'm watching the Soup Nazi episode of Seinfeld or Who Pooped the Bed of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I know them backwards and forwards. So your mind's going to wander. Exactly. So as opposed to watching that, I watch something in this general genre of like food reality competition and I have to watch it and be engaged, but it's not heavy. Yeah, no. It's not like I'm watching Law and Order and now I'm dealing with fucking, you know, fake uh, murder victims on TV. And by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but like multiple shows, um, like shows like Law and Order, I don't think it was specifically Law and Order, but shows like FBI, other shows had to actually pull episodes after the shooting yeah. in Texas because they... Because that's what we normally feature on TV is fucking just well, murder and they, mayhem. There's, there's, their episodes were about school shootings, so they pulled them. Like, that's how heavy right. shit is, so I get it. I get it. Right. And then I also, in a way, don't want to watch real farcical stuff because what if I don't want to be then forced to be like, you know, don't put on fucking SpongeBob, right? Like, I don't want to force myself to be in that space. So these food shows... And we got, you know, God bless you, AJ, for, like, harassing me for a Christmas present of Discovery Plus. I shit you not. She didn't want anything for Christmas. She didn't want Discovery Plus. She wanted Discovery Plus. I love Discovery She's Plus. She's like, you're in charge of all the streaming, and all I want to do is watch this Thousand Pound Sister show every day on, on Discovery Plus. So with this Discovery Plus has, like, nine 
gajillion food shows. You know, I, now that I think about it, I don't know if I'd call it a comfort show or maybe I'm just like obsessed with it because it's new. I've started watching and it's not on Discovery Plus. What is it? Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. It's called Something Bit Me. Oh, that's on, uh, that's yeah, on Disney Plus. It's on yeah. Disney and it comes off Nat Geo. Yeah, yeah. it's like on the Nat Geo hub so when it, you go there. Yeah. I love, I don't know, I just love storytelling <laughs> shows and I've realized that like throughout my life. Yeah. Like I love watching people just sit down and tell stories. It's scary though. Then I, then I get worried I'm going to get bit by stuff, well, man. Well, it does make you a little paranoid. Right? Especially living where we do. Like the majority of... Pretty much all the snake bite stories come out of Arizona. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I don't need to watch that fucking show. This is self care. This is not that is not going to help my self care moment. I like it because (laughs) like it gets you worked up and you're like, oh my god, that's crazy. I know. Then then they live, and then they they live, and a lot most of them are really lighthearted about it. I mean, one guy got his nose ripped off by a grizzly bear, but it's it's no problem. Self care relaxation. You don't get to judge my self care shows. How dare you? Uh, You kind of brought up to me because I'm watching these shows, you said, you know what I like about those cooking shows that you watch? You said every, like, it's it's not a cutthroat show. No one's trying to be a douchebag. Yeah. Like, for the most part, a lot of the chefs kind of know each other, whether they're famous or not, Yeah, right? but they were all running the same circle. They're all in the same circles, man, trust me. And they have all worked in the same kitchens. It's a small, big industry, just like, you know, the broadcast world is and so on and so forth. You mentioned, you're like, they're all genuinely rooting for each other. Yeah. Like, no one's out there trying to cut throat. It's not like watching Big Brother or some shit like that. Like, it's a show where genuinely people are like, ooh, I'm afraid of that chef because she's good and yada, 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 yada. I'm honestly surprised. I I went to a dog park today with one of my friends from dance, and we were talking about it, and I said, everybody's so supportive of each other. And we realized, we're like, I wonder if anybody's ever thought about doing a reality show about Irish dance, because it's so cutthroat. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, but maybe not with the kids, maybe like the adult dancers. But, but that's not what people want to see. But adult dancers are not cutthroat. We're all very supportive they of They want other. it to be like um, toddlers and tiaras. And that's exactly they, what and, it is. Yeah, they'd yeah. want a lot of drama. No peace and love there, man. No. I'm telling you, the only peace and love left is in all these food shows. Yeah, Even sure, though they yeah. have the most aggressive names known to man, like the one I'm watching now is like literally called Barbecue Brawl. It's very scary. I feel There's like, no actual brawl. I feel like, like Bobby Flay is going to bust you over the head with a fucking <laughs> skillet. But then they're all very positive yeah. and happy. And everyone's clapping for each other. And the best part about these shows is that I'm usually hungry afterwards. Well, yeah. And I find good restaurants. And so now when we go on vacation, I can say, hey, I was watching Bobby Flay's Barbecue Brawl Beatdown, and apparently here's where we need to go for ribs. if I got to choose, I would go with Is It Cake, because it's just so, (laughs) it's so straightforward. All these other cooking shows sound so unnecessarily complicated. Is It Cake is fine until you start bending reality too much, and it starts in- the point of the show, is to bend reality. It's imploding on you, kind of like- uh, uh, Are you telling me that you walk around the house, and you say, oh my God, is that cake? I don't know anymore. (laughs) That's why I had to stop watching that show. (laughs) I see you walk up to a nope. lampshade with a knife, then I'm cutting Hold you on. off of Is It Cake? I'm walking up to this cat right now. Cat, come here. <laughs> is it cake? Dad, what are you doing? Huh, you're just in time. Sit down, sit down. I've made you all breakfast again. Oh, crap. Now, what I have for you is a nice goat cheese and heirloom tomato frittata. And we're going to top that with a little cream fraiche. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Randy, you've been watching that channel again, haven't you? No. 
Yes, because every time you watch cooking shows, you stay up all night trying to copy what they made. Well, I'm sorry if there's something wrong with me helping out with the cooking. You'd think you'd be grateful, Sharon. I gotta get to work. I cook so you guys clean up. So I wasn't sure if this was gonna work or not, but I've tried something new with my hair because, you know, I've had it my whole life and now I'm just kind of trying to deal with it. Um, it's called reverse hair washing. And it's where you use conditioner first and then shampoo. No, she's talking outside of my league now. Hold on. Your hair I is thought, getting, you, you still have long oh, hair, though, from the pandemic. Here. Maybe you should try it. You know, most of us boys out there are kind of raised that you wash your hair, rinse, lather, repeat. So if we're reversing this process, we're repeating, lathering, and then rinsing. Well, no, but you but you kind of lather up conditioner, too. It All doesn't right. lather as well. All right, hold on. So what are we supposed to do? Okay, so... What are you doing? All right. <laughs> Where are we right now? What is happening right now? No, I'm saying, as a, as a dude, right, one... We are definitely the land of uh, two for ones, right? Yeah. Like it's uh, and and even now we fucking we've dumbed it down more. It's not even shampoo and conditioner in one. We do body wash, shampoo, conditioner, nut wash, you know, butt sack wash, <laughs> like you know, like like we put everything in one fucking random detergent. I, and like use it all over yourself with guys. I was pretty amazed the first time I saw an old spice bottle that was like. Shampoo, conditioner, everything. and body wash. I'm like, it's everything. how does that work? Yeah, everything. Jeez. Any orifice you need. Oh, we're just desperately trying to get so. men to the bathe at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what Old Spice is doing. We have to name For God's sake, take a shower. You only need one bottle. Jeez, all Smelly motherfuckers. <laughs> so, as I you know, was growing up traditionally, right? I'm a bar of soap and a shampoo guy. That's what I do. I have a, bar, guy, yeah. I have a bar of soap. I use the bar of soap everywhere. Yes, same bar of soap in my face. I use it in my balls. It's the same thing, she ladies. Irish I Spring. Know. My grandpa used Irish Spring. Growing up, of course, because I grew up with my grandparents. Yeah, and they were, it was like three I don't know why dollar. it was the only soap. Bat and Dove was the only soap Because it was like there. three for a dollar. That's why. But so I, as a guy, have always just, you know, I get my hair wet. I put shampoo in. I get it all sudsy. Usually make a mohawk, make a little air guitar, and then you <laughs> and then rinse. And then you rinse. And then you get out of the shower. That has been my routine. I have noticed as I have cohabitated with females throughout my life, there is a bit much more to this routine. Oh hell yeah. It sucks. What is a traditional routine that most women probably follow with their hair? Um, with your hair, I think you probably I, I've I, I don't know. I mean, every woman yeah. has a different routine yeah. with their hair, well, so I really so can't you, speak for it. You get it wet. You get it wet. What do you, you put in first? Shampoo. You shampoo. lather it up. Usually, lather it up. if you have time, you let it sit for a minute, kind of okay. do its thing, okay. and then you rinse. Then you rinse. And then, then. you, you kind of wring the extra water out of your hair, and then you put in the conditioner, and you get that in real deep. You kind of mm. like finger comb it through your hair. You let that sit for a minute or so, yeah. and then you rinse it up. Okay. So... Which, which I remember the times in my life as a guy, because you would, right? Like, you would always, guys, once the option of conditioner and all that shit hit your bathroom because you're with women, right? You're cohabitating. You got one around you now. You want to try it eventually, and you do. And I remember the guy, whenever I would use conditioner, I don't know. I always felt like it was, uh, I don't know, just a little unnecessary. I didn't know what it did. It felt a little uh, almost like slimy sometimes yeah. to, like, get off. I'm like, eh, I don't like it. So you, and I understand, I don't, you know, most guys with short hair, why would you use conditioner? Yeah, right. Like you don't really need it, um, of course, depending on your hair type. But I have been struggling with my hair. I lost a lot of hair after I had COVID. 
Um, and I mean, it's, I've always had really thick curly hair. So like, it's just now starting to grow back and it's been two years and I didn't realize it until like last year. I'm like, what? I mean, I tried everything. I switched shampoos to like all naturals. I started taking biotin and vitamin D and buying like these overpriced hair growth products and nothing worked. I'm like, what the hell is I'm too young. I'm 39. Like why? So I finally realized the timeline is since I had COVID in July of 2020. So now that my my hairdresser said, you've got some hair growth like back around the crown. But I said, man, like I just, what can I do for it to help it along? Because there are things you can do. You know, heat's bad for your hair in general. So they always say, let it air dry if you can. Most women, you know, use some form of heat on their hair every day. And that's Oh, bad. is that why all the uh, hair dryers have that cool button? Is that why? Um, well, I think that's just there. So, you don't. it's, I mean, it, it helps a little oh, bit. Okay. It doesn't dry as fast, but my hairdresser was like, well, you know, there's this, she told me about this thing called reverse hair washing. And she's like, I don't know if it'll help your hair grow, but it's better for your hair. So what you do is you put, you get your hair wet, you put in the conditioner first, mm-hmm. which is definitely going to feel weird. <laughs> if you've been doing it the other way your entire life, it feels weird to put the conditioner in first. It gotcha. almost feels like rough to get through your hair okay? because your hair is not clean yet. Um, so you put in the conditioner, rinse, then you wash it with shampoo and rinse. And like you said, conditioner, it felt kind of slimy and it kind of weighs your hair down. Yeah. So that's why they've said reverse hair washing is good because then you're not weighing your hair down with the conditioner at the end, but your hair still needs it. So you put it in at the beginning. My hair is so damn soft and I've done the reverse hair washing twice now and I let it air dry. I was going to ask you how long you've been doing it. Two times. It's two times. I've gotten really good about, I mean, I, I... I used to be an everyday hair washer. I stopped doing that like eight years ago. Yeah, that I was, was going to say, so, so then how often do you wash your hair now? Uh, Like every three days. Okay. And, you know, if I work out or do something, you know, like yeah. like I washed my hair last night. Um, and I'll probably wash my hair Saturday after I get home from my dance competition because it'll be nasty. It's been under a wig all day. Mm-hmm. But overall, like every three days. But it's really, really nice. And I don't know. And it feels weird. It's very weird to break a habit that you've had, that you've grown up knowing. So now explain to me here, and right, this has always been kind of a phenomenon that, you know, um, I've, I've half understood, kind of understood, don't know if some of it's voodoo, right? But about our hair and how it grows and the length. And, um, you know, AJ can go on forever how she's, she can tell you all about how she's educated me on like women and all the fake shit that you guys have, including oh, yeah. your hair extensions. She now lets me know no one has hair like that. No. But so. Because the thing is, we all <laughs> sit back and see all of these women on yeah. social media and celebrities. Yeah. They all got hair halfway down their back and it's thick yeah. and it's curly and lush and beautiful. And when you're thinking, why can't I grow my ugly ass hair out like that? Because their hair isn't real. They're wearing extensions. So answer me this. So then your hair, you say it stopped growing. Well, and that's not necessarily like, true. So so help me understand like okay. what normally, like, I don't know, would your hair grow? Do you say like, I remember when, when you were pregnant and you saying like your hair was. So I lost hair when I was pregnant, which is very common. Yeah. Because I saw it the, as soon as I had our son, the entire next year, I had all these little baby hairs around my crown. Yes. So that's very common. Um, to lose hair when you're pregnant. I mean, some women, you know, have more hair when they're pregnant. Some women lose it. I lost some. Um, I wouldn't say my hair stopped growing. It just, 
kept breaking at the ends. I mean, you can see it grows from the roots. You can see it growing, but it only gets to a certain point and then it breaks off. Gotcha. So you really can't get it. You can't grow right, it because I a think theoretically in, in in my mind I'm like oh you just let your hair grow and then they're like no you got to cut your hair to like make it grow yeah. and then there's all but types you have to of cut off the damaged ends yeah. to let and and I get that but like for the last two years I've been getting my hair trimmed regularly okay. taking really good care of it and it just wasn't doing anything and I realized like my forehead got bigger I'm like oh my god I <laughs> lost got her five head I got now. a five head oh, no. I'm like I lost a bunch of hair after I had COVID which is. I was talking to my hairdresser, super common. Like, people are starting to realize yeah. that's what happened. Um, but, yeah, this reverse hair washing thing, I actually, I kind of dig it. Like, it still feels really weird when you're in the shower and you do it. But I can't recommend it enough. I think, I, I don't know if it'll help my hair grow or be healthy. Yeah. But it feels better. It, it looks better. It feels better. Like, like, I'll never go back. Are you in some kind of, like, you know, is this what you're doing now? Are you trying to grow your hair out? Do you have some kind of, do you want to be like Dr. Do you want to be like Dr. Britt Baker, A-E-W? Her hair is not real either. Wrestler, you know? She's very open about her extensions. That's the one that AJ, she's like, look, that's where her extensions are. This is where they go down. This is serious. AJ plays this game now. Any woman I see anywhere. It's like, is it cake? Are they extensions? Is it cake? (laughs) Are they extensions? And and, and again, I don't know what to believe anymore. I'm afraid. Are they extensions or is she cake? The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.